Hi, I'm Antone. This is Antone Knows, and this is episode 33 of Antone Knows. Today we're continuing our adventures with Doctor Who, David Tennant. This is part two of those adventures, and he was a doctor from 2005 to 2010. David Tennant, you know, was, like, fit perfectly for Doctor Who. Like I said before, he used to play Doctor Who when he was a kid in his yard, and he got the dream to be Doctor Who. So we really hit the ground running by this time because uh, lots of things happen, and we get uh, more plot points, and we get the return of an old enemy, and lots of uh, adventure to come. So, Doctor Who in those days started out with a Christmas special. And the first Christmas special was The Runaway Bride. And in that, uh, we introduced Donna Noble. She was an actress and a comedian. And she was in a lot of other stuff. Uh, after this, Doctor Who kind of helped her uh, bring out her career and bring make her bigger. And uh, she played this uh, temp, meaning like she would go and be a typewriter temp or whatever she needed to do. So she's getting married, and she uh, is late for her ceremony. And it turns out she isn't running away at all. She's trying to get to the wedding, but her groom turns out to be in league with an alien. Of course she is. And he has got this giant spider creature, which you can buy as an action figure, by the way. And this giant spider creature is going to marry him, but only because she wants to have relations with him and then eat him. How nice. So the doctor saves Donna, saves the city of London on Christmas again. We get to see the Santa Claus androids again terrorize the city. And the doctor uh, destroys the nest where the spider creature is and saves all of humanity once again. And the doctor and Donna separate this time, but she has a feeling she's going to run into him again. So in the new story, when we're introduced, we're introduced to another new companion. Her name is Martha, Martha Jones. And she's a doctor and working at a hospital in London. And she kind of runs into the doctor and then, uh, and then uh, she, uh, the doctor pretends not to be uh, an alien because he knows that what is coming, the Dragoon, or also sold as action figures, are these rhino aliens that are intergalactic police force. And they take the entire uh, London hospital and put it on the moon to search for a fugitive. The doctor is in hiding because they don't care who they find, if there's an anomaly there, they'll just disintegrate them. And if you offer any resistance to them, they'll disintegrate them. And then if you ask them that, why did you do that? They'll say, justice is swift. Boy. So Martha and the doctor work together to stop the um, uh, Dragoon, uh, find the fugitive so they don't, terrorize the whole hospital to find this one fugitive and they save the hospital bring the dragoon bring the hospital back to london and uh go off in their spaceship uh, back to wherever they're going to stop the next fugitive uh after and that episode's called smith and jones because the doctor always used this alias called dr john smith 
So in this story, the next one, the Shakespeare Code. I like the historical ones. A lot of other people don't like the historical stories, but I, I definitely do. Wouldn't it be cool to meet William Shakespeare at the height of his powers and when he's writing all the stuff and they actually use the Globe Theater as a setting? They didn't build a set. They actually went to the Globe Theater and shot this. So there's an unknown play that Shakespeare was writing, and the reason why nobody talks about it was because three witches want to use this and release this code so that they can become all-powerful. And so they're kind of like using Shakespeare so that once these words are spoken by an actor, they can be uh, free. So the doctor, of course, doctor and... Uh, uh, Marfa stopped them. And then Gridlock, a uh, group of... We go to Earth where all these... Uh, Earth, everyone is stranded inside their cars in spaceships. And we find out the origins of the doctor's uh, coat. He says, oh, Janis Joplin gave me that coat. And they work together to stop uh, uh, some other... Uh, Alien force that is forcing this giant gridlock, and eventually they end it. We also find out about the face of Bogue, who was in a previous episode, and he gets to speak, and when he speaks this time, he tells the Doctor, you are not alone, meaning that the Time Lords are not all gone, that there is other Time Lords out there, or and, and a specific Time Lord. Now, the Doctor brushes it off, and he says, nah. He said, the face of Bogue is wrong. There's no way there is any other Time Lords I would know. This is one of the best episodes of the season, the Daleks in Manhattan. So we go to 1930s in Hooverville, and these pig-like men are running around inside London, and this is during the Great Depression. So the Doctor finds this, like, remains of a Dalek mutant, and he's like... While everything else dies, and everything else I care about dies, they survive. Why is that? The Daleks have uh, set up headquarters, but there's only a three of them, This the final cult of Scarrow, and they have developed a new Dalek hybrid. They know that they their species, in order to survive, needs to be, like, contemplated and and uh, so they take the bodies of the dead and decide to displace Dalek consciousness inside them so this one Dalek mutates and he turns into like a Dalek hybrid human and he looks cool by the way and that, that that's exactly what uh, the evolution of the Daleks and so from the ashes the Daleks have risen again with these hybrid humans but the other two Daleks don't believe that they're pure. You know, remember, anything that's not Dalek, they they want to destroy. So, uh, this new Dalek hybrid goes to the doctor and says, give the people of Scarrow another chance. Give the people of Scarrow a chance to walk in the sun one more time. And he said, well, what about your leaders that wanted to destroy all impurities? Anything that wasn't a Dalek uh, was wrong. He said, they were wrong. So the doctor tries to give them a chance, but doesn't go too well. It's a really, really great two-part episode. So in the end, the doctor drops Martha off, and he says to Martha, you know, one more trip, that's it. So then he leaves her on Earth. 
But then he hears on the television about this episode called The Lazarus Experience. A, a scientist is going to change the way everyone um, lives so they can live forever. And the doctor's like, did he just say he's going to change all of human history? So, of course, he sticks around to find out. And we meet Martha's mom and all these other people. Notice that in the old show, we never meet any of the parents or anything when they're running around in time and space. Don't they worry? Don't they know that they're missing? I guess I guess so. 42 is a really good episode. So, you remember that uh, TV show with Kiefer Sutherland and they, and they counted down each episode? So, this is similar to that. There's these uh, aliens on the sun, and they live on the sun. And humans are there, uh, like, trying to was a new energy source for humanity. And unfortunately, the, the source that they steal uh, off the sun, they just think it's energy. It turns out it's not energy at all. are aliens. And these aliens want to control... Uh, they start taking control of humans, and if they look at you right in the eyes, you burn. So they even say, burn in me. So they even try to take over the doctor. It's another really good one. So writing was really tip-top in this in this show. Another two-parter, human nature and the family of blood. What if the doctor decided he didn't want to be a Time Lord anymore, and he just wanted to be human? So, adapted from one of the new adventures, those are those novelizations that Doctor Who fans ran after to buy after the show got canceled. And this one story is uh, supposed to be a Sylvester McCoy story where the Doctor doesn't know he's the Doctor. So, in this story, uh, there's these aliens that are going to die in so many months, and they, they need forms in order to take them. So the doctor hides his identity inside this fog watch. So Martha's kind of trying to keep an eye on him in this uh, school. But the doctor uh, falls in love with a young girl and eventually just wants his, uh, the life that he is living now. But the family of blood uh, find them and they all get together inside a little girl... Uh, an older man and a young boy. And they go after them. But you can't mess with a Time Lord. Now, my question is, we would all want to be the Doctor, not not one of his companions. Because even Stephen Muffet said, I'd rather be the Doctor than the, than a companion. So it's a, it's a good story, though. It's pretty good. And now the most controversial I'm going to talk about on in this podcast, it's Blink. Now, if you love this story, good for you. If you don't like this story, then you're in my club. I think this is probably one of the weakest stories in the entire series. A lot of people have praised it as one of the greatest Doctor Who's ever written, but I don't think that. Okay, I'll admit that the Weeping Angels are a scary group of aliens because they're basically these stone creatures and they don't like shoot you or zap you or disintegrate you they more or less look at you if you look them directly in the eyes you are sent back through time and you're too old to catch up with yourself so they've sent you like into the 14th uh, century or something like that and then you're too old to more or less to uh get back to your normal time, you're an old man or an old woman. 
So sidelining the Doctor and Martha to talk about a bunch of minor characters, does that sound interesting to you? Not to me. I mean, it's clever that the Doctor speaks through extras for a DVD. That's, that's pretty clever. But to sideline him to put him on some side characters doesn't really interest me. I watch Doctor Who to watch Doctor Who. There's another uh, podcast called Wanders in the Fourth Dimension, and I wrote a comment about this episode, and they said, tell us how you really feel, Anton. So there you go. But if you like it, you can. Okay, now we get to a big three-parter, starting with Utopia. The Doctor has gone further than he's ever gone into the, into the future, and there the last remnants of humanity is just basically clinging on to survival. So they're all headed for the ship. So the doctor runs into an old, old professor that is kind of keeping humanity alive. But Martha notices he has a fog watch too. And when the old professor eventually looks into it, his old identity is revealed. He is the master, one of the doctor's greatest enemies. So then... I mean, The Sound of Drums, he is played by John Sinan, and he's terrific as the master. And he is uh, disguised himself as this uh, fellow that is Saxon, who is running for British par- uh, for the British Prime Minister, and he becomes Prime Minister of England. He assassinates his own cabinet and takes over London, and then eventually takes over Earth, and he turns these humans that the professor was saving and turns them into, like, uh, human, like, cyborg heads. So now he's going to invade the rest of the universe in uh, Sound of Drums. And he captures the doctor and turns him into, like, a little frail old man, and it's up to Martha. So Martha's wandering around the world telling everybody about the legend of the Doctor. And she says, I'm going to get these elements together to get this thing, this weapon that can kill a Time Lord. But all of this is a ruse. In the last part, the last of the Time Lords, great appropriate title, the Doctor and the Master Restored is now after the, uh, the, the end of... Everything. He's going to take over the rest of the universe, but the uh, the doctor stops him. But he doesn't want to uh, kill the master. He wants to imprison him. He says, I want to travel no more. I'm going to take the master with me, and we're going to travel all over the universe. But this woman who has become Saxon's wife takes out a gun shoots the master. So now the doctor is begging the master to regenerate because he, they are the last of their race. And he says, no, and dies. So they think that the Master is gone for good. We also get, yeah, Captain Jack Harless is in this episode. And he talks about, you know, oh, they called me the face of Bogue. And uh, the Doctor's like, nah, I couldn't be. Is that the end? No, there's more. There's plenty more. The Doctor and Donna team up next time. And we get plenty of more uh, adventures to come. As a side note, uh, Amphibia is starting again uh, with Season 3. Everybody's excited about that in the animated community. 
Uh, I will cover that once we get towards the end of Doctor Who. And I have a lot of other future plans once we're done with all the Doctors. So that more David Tennant next time on more Anto Knows.